As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. everyone and welcome back to another episode of and hachi cha to you as well and uh hachi cha to you james hachi cha to you michael hachi cha to you chris hachi cha but also hachi cha to a special returning guest hachi cha to Suze Kempner, comedian. Yeah, Hachi Cha. In my country, we pronounce it Hachi Cha. Is that good? That That's so funny? whimsical. Hachi Cha, governor. <laughs> we pronounce it Hachi Cup of Tea. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Love tea. Can love I get tea. a cup of Hachi? Hachi. <laughs> oh, oh, go on then. That's it. That's I love it. Do you do that here? Do you go, oh, go on then? Nobody no. says, oh, go on then here. Okay. And I love it too. Yeah. And it's nothing go on, like then. it's a bag with water and some milk and a bit of sugar. Yep. I mean, shout out to my cousin Kira over there. That's exactly what she says. If you go, you know, you want another drink? Oh, go on then. Go on then. Want, want another cup of tea? Uh, go on then. <laughs> oh, it's the best. Is that your Kira Knightley's your cousin? Yes. Yeah. It's James. Yeah, you have yeah. to introduce me to cousin Kira. Yes. But also, yeah. can we talk about her use of her jaw in that movie about Freud and Young? Do you, you guys see that one? <laughs> What? Did you see that one? <laughs> no. no. Uh, yes, she's yes. like this the whole time. I'm crazy. Who plays? She did that a lot. At the People listening, I'm jutting my uh, front, my bottom teeth out. Really Is it Viggo Mort- Mortensen? Yeah, who plays I think it? Viggo plays. Right. He can do one of any accent. Is that where Freud's accent? He's Freud. American sometimes too. Green Book. Viggo. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Where's he from? Um. I think he's American. I think he's Scandinavian. Really? I, think, I think so. I, I saw him on The Daily Show years ago. Oh, he's and American. he was just American. And I think he was American. So he could do any accent, his own and a British <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm going to look up the name of the damn ass movie so that our listeners can... It's bad. I'll say something, though. The name yeah. Vigo, not exactly Jonathan or Thomas, oh, right? Here we, here it sounds pretty exotic and out there. So, can't, <laughs> somebody problem? please cancel Mike. Yeah. Um, speaking of Kira Knightley, though, mm-hmm. when was the last time you watched Love Actually? Um, probably about five years ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when I, I was, I hate it. Yeah. Every, everything. When I was twenty and said. I saw it, or twenty, whatever. Mm. I think I thought it was great, and yeah. then in retrospect, a lot of the stuff, I'm like, that's so crazy. Yeah. The yeah. stuff where it's really bad. The guy's in love with his best friend's Ugh. fiance, and then. 
And then she discovers that he's been filming her, and yeah. that's like charming. And then he shows up, and he's like, Shh, "Don't tell your husband I'm here." With cue cards, yeah. To say, and yeah. He, one of them says, "To me, you are perfect." And Mike said he was going to do it to my friend Gareth, and just show up nude at Gareth's door, and then hold up a card that said, "To me, what I'm about to do is perfect." <laughs> anyway, it was funny. It was funny when we riffed on it at the time. It's funny in private. <laughs> it's also like I don't think that's being a nice guy. No, like, it was really. I, I'm sure Mike wouldn't appreciate it if I started filming <laughs> yeah. you all the time. And then it's like for Mike's sake, well, all I'm doing is videotaping you. You'd I'm be not. surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and then why am I? The was my wedding footage just my wife's butt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like also um, every story in that movie, uh, the main. Th- like result is the men are pushing themselves on the women no matter what. Yeah, yeah that's true. Like it's bizarre. Like everyone, think about it. Yeah. The pre- the prime minister, Hamilton president. <laughs> the prime minister's like, uh, 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 yeah. uh, uh can I have you? Oh, yeah, and, and everyone says that woman is fat, and yeah, she's they constantly like, say literally. Um, she was a big, big British soap actress, as in famous. I'm not saying yeah, she was fat. Um, called Martin McCutcheon, and she's really attractive. Yes. And they spend the whole film going, oh yes, fatty over there, lardy thighs, and. Uh, uh, and then the prime minister's like, I like her anyway, even though she's fat and lower class. <laughs> I like, like my curvy assistant. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like if I was in a movie and all the other characters were like, he's a little too tall, don't you think? <laughs> and the audience would be like, what? That guy? You're dating yeah. that tall guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. How do you even see his head? It's all up in the clouds. And yeah. Stuff. yeah. <laughs> okay, so the movie's from t- 2011 called A Dangerous Method. <laughs> And Michael Fassbender plays young. Oh. Kira Knightley, your cousin, <laughs> plays Sabina. Plays Jaw Lady. Something. Jaw Lady. <laughs> yeah, She's in the new Marvel. Freud. So, and then that's the famous movie where Carl Jung. Damn, there's a lot of nude scenes where you see Carl Jung's gigantic penis. Yeah. Well, young. Uh-huh. Does Michael Fassbender? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does, a little Michael- Freud just came out of Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> Michael he. Fassbender has a big penis. And Vincent yeah. Cassell. Yeah. Vincent the... Cassell is in it too. Is he? So you know what? This movie is stacked with really hot, handsome, intense, great actors. Yeah. I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. That's why <laughs> teenage girls, when that movie came out, were like, oh, Carl Jung, Sigmund <laughs> Freud. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Psychoanalyze my fanny. <laughs> That's what they say. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying this the other day. In in Britain, we call a fanny pack a bomb bag. And first time yeah. I heard fanny pack, I was like, Pfft. it would literally bit, be a bit amount of tea. Yeah. It'd be like if we called it a sorry to say a pussy pack. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that is. We did we talk about this? I think we did. Yeah, yeah we did. And, and yeah. You, you accidentally said vagina pack. Yeah. <laughs> So we're back to this already, but it's good though because we have a British person to verify. So yeah, that would be weird. So it's okay. Yeah. I called it that. I love bum bag. Bum bag. Do you wear it <laughs> over your bum or over your well, front? No, yeah, it goes around your waist, really, doesn't right, it? Right. Yeah. How rude is Fanny for real? Like um, if someone's it's quite a quaint thing. Yeah. Like you go, "Oh, get off me, you Fanny!" You do that. Oh, so it's not yeah. like. Mm, I love your fanny. No, <laughs> no. If oh then, my god, and then, and then like, if yeah, I heard that, I like, would call oh. the police. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. And he said I'd win my fanny. What would yeah. happen if you said hello, fanny, to the king? <laughs> he Charles. Back again. Hello, fanny. Get yeah. this fanny out of here. Get this fanny out of here. <laughs> At his desk. That was so weird. Oh my God, it was so weird. And, every, and there were people going, leave him alone. His mother just died. And yeah. then there were other people yeah, going. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's definitely not a belligerent, spoiled brat. And then Camilla just sat down and went, you got the date wrong here. I'll change it. And she's changing the date. 
Whenever I like <laughs> wrote 19 Fanny Fan. <laughs> no, no Fanny for you tonight, Charles, with that outburst. Prince Charles having like a horny <laughs> Prince Charles having a horny dream. Fannies. Fannies. Oh, Fannies. <laughs> Fannies to the left of me. Fannies <laughs> to the right. Here I am, the ruler of the kingdom. Oh, the I had a damp the dream. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, with his big giant fingers. Mm. Don't let like... the paparazzi chase your fanny through the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we don't have to. I'll die. <laughs> you can say what you like about the royal family, but leave our die. Yeah, die was cool, eh? Princess Diana, she hated that family man. She brought yeah. him down from the inside. <laughs> she was cool. Uh, you know what? And this is, I guess that's what Meghan Markle's doing. Yeah, I mean. But I want to. I will say. Yeah. Where were you when you found out she died? Pizana. Okay, I just want to say the TV was on <laughs> in the basement. Uh-huh. I was literally young, but I was having sex with my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> she was on. I've never said this before. I don't think she was on top, and then the TV was like, "Princess died." <laughs> Is dead. Did you? I don't think going? we stopped. I think we just went slow for a bit. <laughs> Out of respect, you slowed down. That's that's very respect. Die loved. Yeah, Die would have loved that. That's what I thought too. Yeah, I did it. think she was cool. She Even was on like her. Joke, she was having a hot girl summer when it all went down. Yes, like, with Dodie Al Fayed. Yeah, but do you think that's why it happened? Well, because she was having hot. Do you think there's a no, conspiracy? No, I honestly do think, do think really the paparazzi chased a car and the car drove too fast into a pillar. Yeah, I don't think there was. Yeah, because yeah. they've been chasing them all over town. But However, apparently, the pillar worked for the royal yeah. family. <laughs> It was a more like Prince Pillar. pillar. The Queen hired a man. Queen hired a man to dress up like a pillar and stand in front of uh, the car. Oh, how yeah. sad! How does this affect mm-hmm. me? That's what you kind of get. You the older I get, the more I learn that the Queen was kind of like, um, you know, that meme of uh, what's his name, the basketball player. Uh, Michael Jordan uh, that goes like and I took that personally it's like every time one of the Queen's kids gets divorced she's like and I took that personally (laughs) so I think she probably was like Princess Diana is dead and everyone's sad and she's like "Mm, this is a personal attack on me (laughs) I I was doing probably the exact opposite from what you were doing when yeah. you found out that uh, what's Princess the no, hang on, what's the exact you were you were, you were on top of you were you I was praying to God because a boner was yeah. scaring you no. you were, you were I, practicing bluegrass no I was rehearsing a one act play for the Sears Drama Festival <laughs> is that true yeah, yeah. At night? Because it wasn't at night. It was an evening mm. rehearsal uh, for Edward Albee's The Zoo Story. Uh, and uh, so we paused the rehearsal for a moment to, uh, <laughs> to the zoo take story in. is the one where the guy gets stabbed in the park? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's so funny. oh it wasn't a children's play. No, it was a play <laughs> for men and women and okay. all adults, regardless oh, of how they uh, identify. All right, good. Adults. Wow. <laughs> James, I, what were you doing? It's not a great story. I was at home. I think I, I feel like I had just watched Saturday Night Live or something. And mm. then uh, I just was watching TV in my bedroom. And you kept bedroom. laughing, thinking it was yeah, a sketch. Yeah, I was still thinking about like... Uh, it's on a gust <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The cheerleader sketch. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Sherry O'Terry, why didn't, why didn't it keep going for her? <laughs> but um, yeah, boring story. I was, um, so it was like five in the morning when the news broke. I'm and so sorry. I was, uh, mm, well, yeah. Well, you start the day with a bang, yeah, so sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was awake because that day it was the local county show uh, for horses and dogs. Dorman's Land Horse and Dog Show. 
And I was running a raffle stand for the Brook Hospital for Animals, age 12. And so I was getting up and getting everything ready for that. And then I saw that she died. And my first thought was, this is going to ruin my raffle. (laughs) 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 Did they cancel the horse and dog show because of this? No, they held it. And then I, and my raffle did fine. So whatever, I guess. Yeah. Oh, can I ask? I took 9-11 personally. <laughs> yeah. When I was watching the buildings collapse on the news, I thought, this is going to ruin my life. Were you on top of your girlfriend this time, though? On <laughs> <laughs> top of the buildings. Yeah, yeah. every main big disaster Chris happened to have been oh, having and sex. and as the towers <laughs> fell, you were like, ooh. Yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> the ash cloud. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Little crabs jumped off of my crotch. <laughs> <laughs> I need a fucking murdered after this episode. Some of that footage because people all had people all had video cameras and they were filming the towers like they, when they were on fire. Mm. And then there's that footage of someone, <laughs> sorry, so footage someone took who notices a jumper and you just see her go, "What is that coming down? <gasps> it's a person!" Yeah. And they lose their mind. And it, that's you seeing your crabs. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's what a crab. Lose your mind. And then my girlfriend's like, "It's a fucking crab." <laughs> What the hell did you... Anyway. (laughs) This is good. You can leave all this in, Mike. Um, Both uh, situations were very traumatic to me, and I joke to deal with trauma. Okay, cool. For anyone listening. (laughs) Nice. That's a healthy way to deal with trauma. Better than, you know, the alternative, uh, being violent... Um, doing more atrocities. Doing more atrocities, yeah. 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 (laughs) When when it was 9-11, I was at... Because it was 2 p.m. for me. Um, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was doing A level film studies, and uh, we heard about it because my friend's boyfriend was texting her, going, "Oh my god, a second plane!" <laughs> it was like George Bush. The second plane has hit the towers, and um, she went, "Oh my god!" And we were sort of all learning more about it together. And then one guy was like, "You know, they're going to blame Fight Club for this." Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> Fight Club! Yeah, you know they're going to blame Fight Club. <laughs> Some seventeen year old going. <laughs> I know what's what. They're going to blame Fight Club. They always blame the movies, man. Like, That's really funny. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler Durden games. did we're this. We're not going to be able to play, yeah, we're not gonna be able to play <laughs> video games. I was yeah. a teenager thinking, I think that's fucking stupid, mate, that you think mm, that. Yeah. I knew he was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Well, I guess they blew it up. They blew up the <laughs> bank buildings, yeah, in Fight yeah. Club. But not yeah. with planes. No, they didn't fly a plane into... There was a yeah. lot of um, um, sort of t- movies for teens at that time that created a villain who wanted to blame things on video games. Yeah. I watched Triple uh, X recently, and right off the bat, Vin Diesel's coming after some senator who's trying to ban video games and stuff. Oh. I guess this was a real worry at the, t- at the time. Right. Yeah, they don't blame video games for stuff now, do they? No. Well, Bowling for Columbine had a like, C plot about violent video games, basically, right? Did were they it? asking people about that? The effect I of think you're violent right. video yeah, games? Yeah, they, ha- they mm. were saying, like, they were showing guys playing violent video games. But I think the ultimate conclusion was like it's not that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They, yeah they, he was still like, no. Nah. Yeah, because they, yeah, the people were going, oh well, we just have a lot more violence in our culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Suze, mm. I didn't check this with you two beforehand to bring this up, but you mentioned horses. <laughs> yes, and it made me think. I believe Mike told me that when he went to visit you in England recently, yeah. he got on a horse. Did you tell them that? That's not true, <laughs> I Michael. Didn't know that. I thought you said, <laughs> maybe you were joking to me. Okay. I thought yeah, you I, said, maybe no. I'm going to get on a horse. 
Yeah, I have a plan. You dangled that carrot in front of me, but never like delivered. A, like you were with yeah, a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. a plan to get you on a horse. I have no, just the horse in mind. I'd it's called LBH, I'd which stands for Little Big Horse. <laughs> His name is Little Big Horse? Yes, yeah, her name, Michael, please. Do you have a horse? My mum bred a horse. So she part owns it with a woman who is rich. <laughs> and it's it's older now, but you could have a go on her. She's a little bit more unpredictable, though, Michael. Ooh. Just the way I like them. Horses. That's not the way you like them. <laughs> no. uh, the only time I've been on a horse in my life was in when my family lived in Calgary, and it was like some sort of fair. Yeah, that was happening in like a grim Did you parking go lot. Slowly. Well, it was like a sad donkey or pony oh. that was tied to a pole, and it was under a like a a tent, <laughs> a tarp, and it was raining. Mike story. It was raining, yeah. and it was I learned just to ride a horse on a sad donkey, <laughs> and then it was raining. It was raining, and the horse just walked around because it was tied to a pole. It just walked in a circle, and there was just shit everywhere. And I remember my grandmother yeah. was there, and she was like, "Be careful, the horse doesn't bite you." Uh, <laughs> when you're on back. Yeah, she doesn't know horses. They won't she do that. She did, she knew a lot of things, but one thing I'll say she was ignorant on was horses. <laughs> horses. Um, They're not gonna bite you, you when know, you're on. One yeah. time I bred a horse. And oh, then yeah? I salamied a horse, and then I mustarded a horse. <laughs> it was delicious. This is good. But yeah, that's my horse experience. Very grim. Well, we're going to change Very that grim. in the summer. We're Dark. going on a horse. Almost like the new Batman movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what see it. like an origin story. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like a sad man. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, I, I beg to differ. You're always sad about something. No. They, they run out of... <laughs> What makes you what makes you the, like this? I rode a donkey in the rain. And there was shit everywhere. <laughs> like that Batman runs out of villains, so they move on from supervillains to just like sad guys. <laughs> Batman starts Batman actually doesn't fight them, he tries to cheer them up. <laughs> a, a sad hey. a sad lightly anxious comedian. <laughs> Let's go see a movie together. <laughs> Have you ever seen? I think you should leave. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> you go and see a subtitle film with Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see that clip that in some fucking movie that Michael Keaton is back as Batman briefly in? Uh, yeah, in a cameo. And Ezra Miller is in it. The Flash oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I haven't so seen. How the is clip. he? I thought he was like doing really crazy stuff. I thought to the point like, where he'd be like in prison for the rest of his of, it's life. It's not a case of like, has he been cancelled? It's like, has he been arrested because he's done yeah. tons of crimes? Like, yeah, yeah so what's convinced. going on? How are they burying know. that? It's very DC weird. DC might be more powerful than Marvel. Maybe. Because Marvel people get cancelled, right? Yeah, know, surely if you say something like, if you, didn't who was the woman? I know she was in Star Wars. Yeah, I get the mixed up too. But it's all yeah, Disney, I guess. Yeah, she did a. Well, um, she said like vaccines and are bad and so are Jews, and then she got Marvel were like no Disney were like we don't want you in our show anymore. Jeffrey Jones lost his Marvel superhero uh, <laughs> character after after his binoculars man. <clears throat> yeah, binoculars man. <laughs> 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 yeah, he was like going to be in the next phase of the Marvel universe. <laughs> and um, so um, on the way here, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about whether you like whether you kiss someone. Hello, you know. Yes. And I was I was I was thinking like I feel like in England, a kiss on the cheek. Hello is a little more common than here. But maybe I'm wrong on that. Do you kiss um, your fr- or your mom's friends? Hello or your friends? Hello. Um, some of them. Yes. Some mm-hmm. of them. Though, it's a more. The art scene is a little, little oh. bit more of me in the musical theatre world. Mm. <laughs> you might greet a, a gay friend with a kiss on the cheek. Okay. Um, but, 
yeah, I I know what you mean. Yeah, it's vaguely because we're only across the channel from France. So. I have a question. Do, I have a question. Do you have any friends where you you they kiss you on the lips a little bit? Hello. I, this doesn't happen very often to me, but once in a blue moon, I've had a friend kiss me, and it's like kind of you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's in the mouth I think area. It's a bit weird. There's a hmm. comedy fan um, in the UK. He's really gross, and he's hmm. always got like a something dodgy going on with his leg that he tells you about and mm. he doesn't smell good and he he's like his twitter profile is um only interested in female comics and he always tries <laughs> to kiss you on the mouth hello the first time he did this mm. to me i was like are you kidding me and he hasn't bothered since or come to any of my shows there was a girl who i had to like tell her you can tell him to not do that mm. and then finally she was like oh no more kissing on the lips and then he was kind of like oh <laughs> God, Loves female stinky man with weird legs <laughs> strikes out again. <laughs> well, I feel bad. I like for him. comics, female comedians because they're so loose. <laughs> That's his thinking. Yeah, maybe <laughs> he obviously thinks they're more attainable. That's it. He's not going to go like, yeah, I right. love to hang out with models. <laughs> yeah, I am at a fashion show trying to kiss all the models. <laughs> Hello, great show, a, love. I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of the clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Only interested in female models. <laughs> What's wrong with all these models? <laughs> well, I have, a, like, did you ever have a situation like that, James, where there was like a uh, hesitancy and people moved in on the wrong side and ended up kissing on the lips kind of oh, thing? Oh, I see what you mean. Because I have a story about that where a few years ago, um, sadly, my mother, my mother's cousin had died and there was like a funeral service uh, and then like a... Um, reception afterwards with like sandwiches and drinks and stuff like that and uh his widow was there overseeing the whole thing obviously like oh, probably in a yeah, day <laughs> yeah. yeah grief <laughs> does funny the, things the story is uh <laughs> it's just getting started uh, the spiciness level is about to get uh, i gotta open right. a window. Yeah. um so she was obviously in a state just lost her husband and i was there with my family and um at the end we were all saying goodbye and uh, there was some cheek kissing going on. So I did it. My mom did it. And as my older brother Terrence went in to do the <laughs> cheek kissing, there was a hesitation and a sort of misreading. And so he, what ended up happening is he, they both kissed each other on the lips. So he, kissed, he kissed the widow on the lips. Terrence and the widow. Yes. We all saw them kiss on the lips. And Terrence was like, oh my God. Oh no. Did the whole funeral laugh? <laughs> I mean, just people who saw it were kind of like, oh. Wow. Um, I was like, Terrence, you're moving in. came back to life. Yeah. Watch it. Get your hands off my lady. But yeah, he, uh, what, what people observing saw was that my brother was wasting no time time getting on in there and trying to, to kiss a widow and yeah. you know yeah oh my he God. was murdered <laughs> that is so funny <laughs> that's oh, amazing it's funny because it's yeah. your family as well yes <laughs> but, <laughs> oh how very awkward any hesitation when yeah. you're going in for the the cheek kiss and that can happen so you have to be that's very careful you have to be, go straight in it's yeah. really yeah. funny imagining you sitting there and like from your point of view it just looks like Terrence and your <laughs> mom's cousin widow are just kissing like at her husband's <laughs> yeah it was an accident but it lasted a long time <laughs> they started hard making out yeah. <laughs> having sex on top of the car <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah so cautionary tale oh yeah, my yeah, you gotta God, be careful that's pretty funny beep beep <laughs> before we get to the 
Evil Man. It's that special time of the episode where we tell you guys that we have a Patreon account that you can find at patreon.com slash evilmen. And if you sign up, you get two bonus episodes a month. You get to access our Discord where we're chatting away in there. We're having a lot of a lot of fun in there. So uh, check it out, patreon.com slash evilmen. Uh, and if you do subscribe, thank you. We really appreciate it. And if you can't do it, maybe you could rate us and review us and tell all your friends about the podcast. Um, and we're recording again in the present day gifts warehouse. Yes. And man, the wares they have on the shelves in here now, damn. You got to get one of these gift baskets from present day gifts. They're awesome. So thanks, Sophia, again for letting us record in here. Go to presentdaygifts.ca to check out what they got. They're really good, fancy, highfalutin gift baskets for your boss or whoever you need to impress to uh, get a raise or maybe uh, 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 get them to fall in love with you, whatever. And use uh, promo code EVILMEN, all lowercase, together, and uh, you'll get 10% off. Presentdaygifts.ca. Thank you. Mike, who's the, the guy? Well, Chris, <laughs> thank you so much for asking that question uh, the, uh, so we can address the elephant in the room. Now, this week's evil man topic was actually uh, picked by our guest, Suze Kempner, direct from the United Kingdom. Yeah. Um, Suze, you have strong feelings about this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's evil man, let me just say, um, he's many things. He's a published poet. Yes. He's a jogger. Mm-hmm. He's the father of an indeterminate number of children. <laughs> Uh, he's the owner of a hilarious hairdo, and he was also mayor of London and prime minister of UK. That's right. He is Boris Johnson, aka Alexander Boris de Puffle Johnson. Yes, he has quite a long name. What's the de Puffle Puffle? Alexander Boris de Puffle Johnson. De Puffle. P F E F F E L. It sounds like he caused quite a defuffle when yeah. he was in parliament. <laughs> Suze, do yeah. people call him Bojo or am I making that up? Yeah, it's like a They call cutesy. him Bojack Horseman. <laughs> <laughs> I love that program. <laughs> you know what I love about evil men? We cover all of the evil men from the ancient uh, Egyptian god of chaos and destruction mm. set all the way up to Boris Johnson. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's awesome. Wow. We got the best podcast, guys. <laughs> we have the best podcast. Congrats. Thanks for having me on it a third time. Oh, my God. Thanks it. for doing it, Suze. Heavy hitter. Yeah, wow. What the hell? Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll go through the, the life and times of this larger-than-life figure That's right. from your country. Um, I didn't know. I knew a bit about him, uh, but learning in depth uh, really opened my eyes. I hope you guys uh, enjoy it as well. So, uh, yeah, he was born in 1964. But not in the United Kingdom. This blew my mind. He was born in New York City. What? In 1964. That surprises me. How can you be prime minister if you're from... Oh, you can be from anywhere and be prime minister. Yeah. He has no no laws. I didn't know that. in America. That haircut he has is very New York City. (laughs) If you you think about it, right? Yeah, it looks like a banana fell from the Empire State Building (laughs) and landed on his head. Or he, uh, or he, li- or he looked out from underneath a sewer grate, and uh, his head stuck into a janitor's broom. 
<laughs> All peeking out. <laughs> but, yeah, very NYC. But yeah, born in 1964 in at New York City, and he does really have just like people like Lou Reed and um, you know Bob Dylan. When you think of New York City, you think of Boris, Boris Johnson, Johnson, right? Yeah, I'm trying to walk here. <laughs> yeah. Literally trying to walk. (laughs) Trying to jog here. (laughs) Uh, His father, Stanley, was in New York City studying economics at the University of Columbia. Mm. And his mother, Charlotte, was an artist from a family of liberal intellectuals. And the family were rich. That just means rich. If they're liberal intellectuals, they're obviously rich I want to be a liberal intellectual so bad. Oh, man, imagine. You could say any old shit and people would go, huh, they look like they know what they're talking about. Yeah, (laughs) Amazing. Wasn't Winston Churchill also half American? There's a few few of your guys are. Yeah. Keeping it stateside. (laughs) Keeping it real. Mm. And Winston Churchill was there at at the beginning of hip hop. <laughs> uh, now the John- he was friends with Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> um, Sir Mix-a-Lot is from Seattle. Oh, Suze, you have to quit the podcast now. I'm impressed you knew that. Uh, he's not a. He's the big butt guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from but Seattle. He, I don't know if he has a big butt. There was but a, he likes big butts. Well, there was an epidemic of big butts in Seattle at the time. Yeah, yeah. Frasier. Yes, yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, had a big yeah. butt. Yeah. Smells like Teen Spirit was originally called Smells Like Teen <laughs> Big Butt. <laughs> Temple of the Big Butt is also the name of Temple of Dog. Sound Big Butt. (laughs) Never mind, it's just the Big Butt. Yeah, and originally you didn't see the baby's uh, penis on the album cover, it was just the butt, and it was huge. Grunge is actually a type of music that originally came out of a big butt. (laughs) Sort of sounds like it. (laughs) Big Butt Stone Pilots. <laughs> this is good. This is the millennials love this stuff. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We're the premier grunge podcast. That's now, right. uh, the Johnson family they moved back and forth between the UK and the US a few times to the point that their uh, everyone's head was spinning. That's uh, why his hair's like Whoa. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, his his father worked for a policy panel on population <laughs> control in Washington DC. That sounds like it stinks, Ooh, doesn't it? Doesn't yeah, like, just, I'm just working on something about population control. It sounds like yeah. I bet you behind closed doors they laugh a lot. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and when they moved back to England, Boris and his three younger siblings lived, uh, as you were telling me, Susan, in a mm. sort of isolated area of England called Exmoor, where yes. he was largely raised by au pairs. Yeah, the, the, the Stanley was never around, and like. England's so weird. Well, Britain is so weird because it's tiny. And probably it's England's probably smaller than Ontario. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Southwest has like very little going on. It's mainly tourism in Cornwall and Devon. Um, and so you've got huge national parks like Exmoor. With, there's nothing happening there. And they used to, because their main income is from tourism, they used to get great big swathes of income from the EU, which is now gone because Brexit. <laughs> And so, and they and they largely voted leave down there. So mm. uh, probably be some more on that later. <laughs> <laughs> now here's an interesting thing as well. It's so weird. It's like a, you know those like feed distributors that gerbils have in their cage. Yeah, it's like the gerbil put newspaper into the feed distributor <laughs> yeah. on its own. And then went, I'm hungry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then it got really skinny. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Now th- I didn't know this. Did you guys know this? As a child, Boris Johnson was deaf. Uh, and he, he had to was have, deaf. He was deaf, mm. but he had operations to fix his damn ears. Yeah, he was yeah. deaf, so he was like Sir Mix a Lot. <laughs> oh wait, that was Winston Churchill. Whatever. <laughs> um, and as a very small boy, he said, "Now this is striking. I don't remember saying this when I was a boy." 
he said that his ambition was, quote, to become a world king. Mm. Hmm. That's quite scary, isn't it? That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, didn't have king. a lot of friends, apparently, also as a kid. And so didn't? He, he just spent time with his siblings. And his au pairs. And his au pairs mm. <laughs> playing, playing <laughs> games. And uh, as you said, Susan, it sounds very succession. Yeah, it uh. does, doesn't it? I think uh, we could expect one of the Roy children to end up like Boris right. Johnson. And au pair is just a nanny. Yeah. Right? But Posh name for a nanny. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now, sadly, his, his mother had a nervous breakdown after the family moved to Brussels. I guess the family kept moving. Yeah. Um, uh, not great advertising for Belgium. Uh, <laughs> and then they returned to England again, and Boris went to uh, a private school, an expensive private school. His parents divorced, um, and the children moved to London. <laughs> like a lot of the ruling elite in your country, he went to Eton. Now, what yeah. is Eton, uh, if you could explain it? I mean, we have a private school system and a state school system. And I think it's pretty obvious I went to a state school. <laughs> but pri- the private schools really vary. Like, it will all be on fees. Somewhere like a private school now can cost £30,000 a year. And somewhere like Eton, probably more than that. But there are also private schools where it's £3,000 a year. Right. And there's like a hierarchy of private But Eton schools. produces a lot of the ruling oh, yeah. elite who have actually... It's something like more than half of our prime ministers came from Eton. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's at Eton and he, yeah, he's mm. going to these very privileged schools. And around this time, uh, friends who knew him said he started cultivating an eccentric uh, English sort of persona. Uh, he wasn't a very like dutiful, uh, high-achieving student, but he's very popular with uh, pupils because he was quite a character, I guess. Yeah. And this is where he started getting people to call him Boris. Except so, instead of Alexander, because he thought it sounded cool, like you know, more weird and fun. And, mm, that's annoying. Mm-hmm. So it's like the brand, yeah. his branding of yeah. like this persona began when he was like a thirteen-year-old kid. Basically, kinda. yeah. You wrote here that he was friends with Diana's brother Charles Spencer yes. at Eton, and they also went to Oxford together. So mm-hmm. all these, the small number of families that control everything, oh all yeah. mingle mm-hmm. from that young age. And these are all the people that think like. The regular people, uh, citizens, are like rodents. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, yeah. just checking. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. well, you are—if you go to—if you go to one of these top private schools, you are basically taught you're very special, and everything you get in life uh, that's good is because you deserve it and work so hard for it. There's nothing. There's no luck. Right. Wow. Um, so there's a guy in the cabinet, probably the smartest guy in the Conservative Party, called Michael Gove, who. He was born and raised in Aberdeen. He's adopted, uh, adopted by a working class family, and he worked uh, and has so much talent and intelligence that he's at the very top of the Conservative Party. He's an absolutely terrible man. He's probably fully evil, <laughs> um, but he will be the first one they will throw under the bus because he's not part of the club. Mm. So even though ah. he's smarter and more capable than any of them. They, it's wow, like they, they won't let those. him be prime minister. He never put the robe That's on. Crazy. Never drank exactly. virgin's blood. <laughs> no, right, no. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah, he didn't go to Eton, so he's not a proper guy. Speaking of those uh, like initiation rituals and weird, yeah. the, the dark arts. I'm thinking so, of the skulls right now. Mm-hmm. So he, Johnson ends up going to Oxford yeah. um, with peop- uh, another uh, future prime minister, David Cameron, and then like other powerful politicians William mm-hmm. Hague Michael Gove as you said and they were all I'm part of the Bullingdon right. Club mm-hmm. which I only first heard of because that when that story or rumor leaked that David Cameron had what is it he had 
Oh, yeah. Put his penis in a yeah, pig's the, head? I mean, we always go like, oh, oh, yeah. he fucked a pig. It was basically an initiation ceremony in the Bullingdon Club was put your penis in a dead pig's mouth. Yeah. And the chances are it actually didn't happen. Yeah. However, oh, it was on. a great day on the internet. But your that. penis is privilege and the dead pig is society. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It makes sense. That's it. Honestly. Yeah. Apparently, they're yeah. making a, um, a new crazy. pig head um, uh, <laughs> fleshlight just for the British upper class. <laughs> fleshlight yeah. is making. Uh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the rituals to join the Bullington Club, which is an, an unofficial club, apparently, but it's existed for a long yeah. time. Oxford University doesn't like that it exists, but right. it, it's there. Um, this is. Insane! Uh, you have to burn a fifty-pound note in front of a homeless person mm-hmm. to be in the club, to be allowed in the club. Yeah. Oh, that's real! Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so on the nose. Well, I'll have that fifty-pound like, note. What the yeah, hell? absolutely. Oh, I guess yeah. the homeless person could have it too. Yeah, but no, they burn it in front of them to show they're so much better than the yeah. homeless. And they've asked Johnson if he did this. And mm-hmm. he sort of dodged the question. He went, oh, I'm both appalled and ashamed of my Bullingdon Club time, but it was a great time. Ah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. If Very I was nice. if I was a homeless person seeing that, I'd go, damn. Yes, you know Mike. I mean? Well like, said. I can yeah. use that money. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's true. <laughs> it's very American psycho. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's classless. Well, it's Bearing New York, mind, New York like, style. T- right, that's true. But they would, they would go, they're a dining club, so they would go to restaurants in their stupid fucking Bullingdon Club uniform that costs three and a half grand. Everyone has to have it. Um, it's like white, white tie and tails. And they would trash a restaurant and then just send them a check to fix it. Like, God, so I hate them. Yeah, I, I, these people it makes are me sick. the scum of the earth, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to, let's not be too judgmental <laughs> till the end of the episode. Yeah, okay, sure, sure, sorry. Um, so while at Oxford, he's doing that, burning uh, 50-pound notes, fucking a pig maybe, or unless David Cameron. Uh, yeah. He edited a, the uh, Oxford's satirical magazine, so he's you know writing some humorous articles. If he'd been Canadian, maybe he'd written for The Beaverton. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, or The Onion in America. Yeah. So now we get to... Boris Johnson has had quite a number of wives, mm-hmm. and as I said before, no one knows exactly how many children he has. Yeah, because <laughs> when he's asked, he literally won't answer. <laughs> Imagine having a leader... Like a president or a prime minister who's like, mm, we don't know. Well, yeah, even Sounds like Trump. a king of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, king. It's even Trump would say, oh, I have this many kids. Yeah, that's He might true. forget Tiffany, but it wouldn't be on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it's really gross. I mean, you know, not to shame him, I guess, mm. but imagining Boris naked is... Yeah, don't shame him. Well, but he's kind of got a bowling ball body, no? Like, yeah, um, and he's like I, a I bet he's actually. Guy. I bet he's actually Speaking really muscle, like, like weirdly strong. I bet it's like horrible strength. Yes. <laughs> I wonder yeah. what it was. I wonder oh, maybe if it money. was. Yeah, it's just money and power, isn't it? He must have, <laughs> he's like charismatic too, right? He's like he can dazzle I mean, people. Yeah, but I sort of hate this because it's like when people go, "Trump has a real charisma," and I go, "Like, I think about me meeting someone like that at a wedding, just being like, oh, fucking can't stand him." Yeah. But they're not wanting to appeal to people like me. <laughs> you know what yeah. happens to me sometimes? Speaking of throwing your uh, money and power around. Yeah. I will go to the club at night and burn a $50 bill in front of a beautiful woman that I'm attracted <laughs> to. And then when she wants to get with me, I have to tell her later that was all the money I had. <laughs> but I'm glad to know it worked. Can you get the Uber? I just burned... Uh... <laughs> I just burned yeah. my last 50. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Beep, beep. <laughs> uh, I hear wedding bells. Uh, while at Oxford, he met uh, a woman who became his first wife. Uh, f- wifey number one is, was named Allegra Mostyn Owen. She was a model yeah. and daughter of a rich British art historian. Yeah, there's just all you'll get in this research is crazy posh person names. Like nothing <laughs> but crazy posh people names. They all sound made up. Allegra. It sounds like that's that is medication. It sounds like a boner Al- medicine is it? or something. It might be allergy medication. Okay. Allegra. <laughs> <laughs> allergy to having a soft dick. <laughs> <laughs> he quickly, through family, uh, family connections, got a job at the Times, the uh, British newspaper, uh, conservative leaning. Yeah, it's like a conservative broadsheet. And he got fired for uh, for lying when he wrote an article for the newspaper and invented a quote which he attributed to a historian who was actually his godfather. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he's he plays fast and loose with the facts uh, in journalism, and then as we will see in his political career, oh, he's career. been fired from job after job for lying. Like, wow! Yeah, it comes to him so easily, and he always lands on his feet. From the Times, Johnson moved on to the Telegraph and the newspaper. And his career in journalism, he sort of positioned himself as a sort of uh, middle class, sort of everyman kind of, or he tried yeah. to appeal to the to the average Vaguely man. libertarian, and yeah. And he was very anti-Europe, anti-EU mm-hmm. from this point on. And he would make up, bend the facts and like make up stories and pr- print these like very alarmist articles about like how Brussels and the EU were sort of ruining life in Britain. For instance, he wrote articles about um, how the EU wants to ban British sausages, uh, standardize condom sizes because Italians had smaller penises. Yeah, he wrote an article about that. It's just not true. (laughs) And also, I feel like they don't have smaller penises. No, no, no. Ah, trust me (laughs) the videos I watch he wrote stuff like that Brussels had recruited sniffers to ensure that Euro manure smells the same all across Europe Uh, whatever and that um, the EU was trying to dictate the acceptable curve in bananas yeah that really did the rounds during the campaigning for Brexit with people going they want us they want us to have straight bananas like, right. They did it. It's, it's just bollocks that Boris Johnson made up in the 90s. Wow. Yeah. The citizens sound as dumb as rodents. <laughs> <laughs> so Johnson is stirring up anti-Europe uh, sentiment. His marriage ends um, in 1993. He gets divorced to Allegra. Um, and apparently she was left devastated by this. Uh, one month after the divorce, mm. he married 
did he marry Marina yeah. Wheeler? So he married his childhood friend, Marina Wheeler. Yeah. After one month after his divorce. Anyway, they immediately had a baby and he published a book of poetry. So he's doing all sorts <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> Whoa, He's tell me you have a poem. <laughs> I, <don't> I couldn't <laughs> find any, but Damn. the book was very poorly received. It's a book nice. of verse called Perils of the Pushy Parents, A Cautionary Tale. Oh, what? He was writing also um, racist articles where he said awful things about Africans and gay people as well. He referred to gay men in an article as, <laughs> quote, tank-topped bum boys. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this comes up again and again. People are like, here's a racist, here's an article he wrote. And like every time it's just like, yeah, 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 sure he did. How do they yeah. justify it? They just go, oh, it's Boris. Yeah. That's it. Mm, bit of a Trump thing then mm-hmm. where he just, yeah. if you don't have shame about something, you kind of seem to escape consequences. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So here we get into where he, his political career begins. So we're in 1993, maybe... Maybe Oasis had just released their first album <laughs> or Blur. I'm not sure. He uh, he tried to stand to become an MP. Sorry, a member of the European Parliament mm. for the Conservative Party. Uh, he couldn't find a constitu- constituency, and he turned his attention to becoming just a regular MP. He tried to run in London, but was selected by the party as a candidate in Wales for some reason. Yeah, so it's like if you want to run to be an MP, your party will try you out as a paper candidate somewhere where you're never going to get elected so wales is heavily labor so they let him stand as a candidate in this very safe labor seat he obviously lost um to get a little experience yeah it like proves you to the party yeah here's a juicy thing he was implicated in a in 1995 a recording was released where (sighs) boris johnson had a friend named Darius Guppy. Darius Guppy. And yeah. Who was Darius Guppy? Was he like a, just a political friend? He was a, a friend from Eton. Okay. Um, I think he's a businessman. I'm not sure he ever was a politician. So this guy Darius Guppy was being investigated for fraud, mm. insurance fraud, and he called uh, by a, a, a journalist, mm-hmm. and he called Boris Johnson looking for the journalist's address so that they could send a guy to beat him up. Yeah. And Boris Johnson gave him the guy's address. Yes. And the guy was beaten up. Mm-hmm. Darius Guppy <laughs> sent me. <laughs> you don't want to answer your door and hear that. <laughs> yeah. And this is, again, like, this story has come up again and again. And Boris Johnson just goes, ah, I didn't have anything to do with it. I just gave an address. Oh, and I didn't give the address. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Which name did Darius Guppy make up? Darius or Guppy? <laughs> or both? <laughs> Sound exotic. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, he sort of raises his profile by becoming a guest on, like, comedy panel shows. Yeah, we have a very popular, like, the flagship political panel shows, Have I Got News For You? Was he on Nevermind the Sex Pistols? (laughs) (laughs) Nevermind the Buzzcocks. I don't think he was. Not much of a music guy. (laughs) No, he was on on Have I Got News For You? And it's quite... Back then, it really was huge viewership. uh, And... He was on there and he was blah, 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 with his mad hair and he it was very popular. They were like, ever, ah. suddenly he was extremely oh, there you famous. Go. So it is Trumpian as well. Yeah. yeah. Like kind of a celeb first. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I, yeah. We were talking before about how like there was like a similar thing like when Jon Stewart hosted The Daily Show where he would have people like John McCain on or like right-wing pundits and they would mm-hmm. kind of like, he would s- gently sort of scold them or whatever but then in the end it was like well i'm friends with john mccain mm. and in a w- mm. weird way like made people like john mccain palatable like in a Sarah way that's Palin not on yeah. snl and but imagine this a politician a guy like 
but writing weird stuff. TV too. Mm-hmm. But Boris Johnson was on these comedy shows as just like a guy, and he gets nominated for a BAFTA. Like, imagine if wow. yeah. there was a politician who was on like so some, 22 minutes and like. So Chris from appearing on Because News gets yeah. a Canadian <laughs> Screen Award nomination, yeah, which he should. I'm going to be on Because News in a couple weeks. Well, no, right. it would be like if Pierre Polyev was on Because News right. and won a, a comedy <laughs> award. Like, but yeah, that's really funny. But this I wonder- was still when he was just a journalist. As well. Oh, just a journalist. Yeah. Still. So I'm going to skip ahead here. So he's finally, It's we're in the year 2001, and uh, Boris finally becomes an MP in the 2001 UK general election. Nice. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, sir, uh, <laughs> de Feffel. And um, even some people in his own party didn't quite like him. No, it, they were really split. They were like half the party were going... Oh, this guy's um, great. He's an everyman. He's a lot of fun and he zips up zoing. And then there are other people like, this guy's a charlatan. He makes no effort. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Uh, he, had, he sort of quickly gained a reputation, like when he was a student, of being sort of missing meetings and hardly voting when, it, when you know, on legislation. Mm. Um, before getting back to his political career, just another, he publishes another book. This time it's not poetry. It's a novel. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he wrote oh, a novel. Oh, you wrote a few novels, yeah. He wrote a novel called 72 Virgins. Alarm bells are already going off in my <laughs> head. Uh, in which he depicts Jews as controlling the media and fiddling in elections. Yeah. Uh, and describes them as hook-nosed. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. And what the hell? Yeah, yeah, this guy. <laughs> Did he also say they were shapeshifters? <laughs> I think <laughs> there is something like that going on in there. No yeah, magic to it? but he like again. This is just like I. Yes, I wrote a novel. He'll just say that if he's pulled up on it. This is 2004. Uh, hmm. it's not, That's insane. You know, it's not the That's 40s. actually insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's freaky. Uh, he has an affair with a columnist named uh, the aristocratic name Petronella Wyatt. Yeah, and he denied it. The first time I, he was on my radar was in, he was like the mayor of London, I guess, for mm-hmm. two terms. Yeah, two thousand eight became the mayor of London, uh, and he complained that the salary wasn't enough. It was one hundred and forty thousand pounds per year, so he kept his newspaper job for two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Uh, writing columns yeah, as the yeah, mayor, he was still writing weekly columns in the Telegraph, which is another conservative broadsheet. Huh. Did he live in like a tower by any chance? <laughs> a window that could see everything? <laughs> you write a one column a week and you get 250,000 oh, pounds a year? Yeah, so he was on that God. and the mayoral um, salary plus speaking engagements, stuff like that. And he was asked about it. They were like, don't you think you spit off that you're London mayor but you're also taking a quarter of a million pound job as a columnist? And he said 250,000 pounds is chicken feed. He said that. <laughs> <laughs> chicken, how would he say Chicken feed. Chicken, uh, chicken feed. Um, here's a scandal that that's not. This Cut is, to me crawling around in a chicken coop, <laughs> saying "bok bok bok." Yeah. <laughs> this is chicken food. Yeah. <laughs> this this is not cool. Everything so far is like okay, it's really cool. but when he was mayor, he built a shed on his property's balcony without obtaining planning permission from the city, and he oh had to dismantle my it. God. This was such a big story as well. Was it really? Yeah. But there you go, balcony close to what I was. There yeah. you go. Thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he had another but a shed. What the mm-hmm. hell? Who builds a shed on a balcony? Yeah, yeah idiot. Weird. weird. <laughs> uh, ding ding ding. He has another affair and a child with an arts consultant named Helen McIntyre. So mm. he's just the heart knows what it wants. <laughs> yeah, he's just like New York City's Woody Allen, New York City's Boris Johnson. <laughs> His heart wants what it wants. An interesting thing here is that he was sort of anti-Trump at the yes. sort of around 2015. Hmm. Uh, Trump said that there were. Muslim no-go zones in, mm-hmm. in London, basically. Yeah. And Johnson hit back. Which are Sharia law. 
run. Yeah. Yeah. And Johnson actually said, and they're very similar guys, like even the way they look. Mm-hmm. But Johnson uh, said that Trump was betraying a quite stupefying ignorance that makes him, frankly, unfit to hold the office of president. And he was like, the only, uh, basically, he was like, uh, I'd be afraid uh, to invite Trump to London and take him around the city, except I wouldn't want to expose Londoners to any, any unnecessary risk of meeting Donald Trump. Yeah. Ooh. But this is, again, this is Johnson having no beliefs because as London mayor, it, London has a huge Muslim population. So he's like, no, look, I'm going to stand up for those guys. He, I don't think gives a shit either way. But right? it's only as mayor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, as London mayor. He's, I'm he's not still, racist now. Like, yeah. yeah, xenophobic mm-hmm. when it comes to Brexit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Bizarre. He'll say anything. He also nice. said that the one of the worst moments of his life was when he was uh, in New York and once mistaken for Donald Trump. Yeah. It's the, the worst moment of his <laughs> life. The worst moment of my life. <laughs> I'm sure that didn't happen. No. So he does not look <laughs> no. like him that They much. both look like they have cheese slices on their head. <laughs> 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 That's crazy. So we're getting to Brexit. The butter cheese guy. Butter cheese man. <laughs> Uh, he quits as mayor in 2016, becomes an MP again, and um, he was one of the figureheads of the Vote Leave Brexit campaign, still writing his columns sort of yeah, like yeah, strongly. Yeah, he never stopped writing columns. He'd get wow. fired from one publication and get taken on by another. Like. That's great. Mm. It's like his diary. <laughs> he um, criticized Obama for, Obama was like, Brexit's not a good idea. Mm. Uh, and Boris Johnson said that, Obama had an ancestral dislike of Britain owing to his part Kenyan background. It's just a racist. That's just God. racist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, the Leave campaign, uh, in a nutshell, proved victorious. Yes. Uh, and you're you're currently dealing with the consequences. Yeah, of that. yeah, yeah. So Can't wait to get back there and watch is, the burning embers of my country. Is, um, <laughs> is it still partisan in England where people who wanted to leave are like, no, no, this was good, or, or is it universally recognized that this yes, is bad? A good question. There's I've been wondering thing that for a while. Now, there's this thing now where, because like, obviously uh, everything's more expensive, um, uh, there's a lot of supermarket shelves are empty. This is it's very weird. All the stuff that we were warned: uh, if you vote in Jeremy Corbyn, you get communism. You don't, and all the shelves are be empty. It's basically all happening. Um, but people who really still back leave, they say that it's people who wanted to remain in the EU are not um, thinking positively enough. And, you, and that we want Brexit to fail, so therefore it is. It's it's that it's. Stupid. So just stupid. vibes, vibes are causing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yes, and the people are being blamed. This, like the citizens. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's a bit, yeah. So it's like yes, things are worse, but not because we left. Mm-mm. No, they right. say that, and they say, oh, there's a war on, you know, and then you point out, well, it's not like this in Germany and France. Oh, well, that's different because they're in the pockets of blood. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Nothing's ever anyone's fault if you're. Have uh, you tried closing your eyes <laughs> and imagining food on the show? <laughs> it's really not far off that. It's like patriotic British spirit means rising above all this stuff. Like, well, they're very hungry. <laughs> Those trucks are full of food are stopped at the border because you're just a little too gloomy. <laughs> yeah. You're too much. negative. Yeah. We're getting up to where he becomes. So he, David Cameron, who oversaw the vote for Brexit that ended up in Brexit, he resigned. Immediately, the morning the result came out, Cameron went, who'd called the referendum, went, oh, I guess I didn't help us remain, so I better go. And he just left. 
It's and like Johnson, when Nixon flew away, he yeah. did that. <laughs> and Johnson didn't try and run immediately. Theresa May became prime minister. Yes. And under her, Johnson became foreign secretary. Yeah, so which was insane. So he was flying around the world, shaking hands with people, mm-hmm. going to war zones and stuff. Um, and sorry, David Cameron was a Tory, but didn't yeah. want to leave? He was pro-Remain. So he oh. called the referendum because the uh, ERG, the European Research Group, are like a wing of the part. They're like the British Tea Party. Okay, yeah. They were putting huge pressure Trumpers. on. They were, Yeah, they were basically threatening to leave the party and form their own. Oh, I see. If um, Cameron didn't call a referendum. I, okay. So he was like, right, we'll do it. Remain will win. And then that's, done, that's dealt with for 40 years. Uh, and... Brexit right. narrowly won. Okay. <laughs> and Johnson heavily backed leave. He couldn't ah. decide which one to back. And he thought backing leave would suit him because Remain was definitely going to win. So then he could be a man of the people hero who's like, I had your best interests at heart, remember? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> this is such a haunting uh, thing, but I, I don't know how true it is, but apparently like the word Brexit was Googled like thousands and thousands of times the day after yeah. it went and, through. Um, yeah, the day the <laughs> referendum yeah. result came out, people were Googling, what is the EU? Like, yeah. Ah, ah, yeah, yeah. No. That's insane. Yeah. I'm going to change the pace here a bit. We're going to get out mm-hmm. of the uh, House of Parliament and in, back into the bedroom Ooh. with Ooh. Boris. Okay. okay. Honk, Getting honk. steamy. So in 2019, honk, honk. Johnson left his wife Marina for a new woman Carrie Simons, Simmons, Simmons, Simmons yeah. a young media consultant. Mm-hmm. My heart knows what it wants. Who, yeah, <laughs> and he'd been having an affair with her uh, since uh, 2018. Now, when he left his wife Marina for Carrie, his wife Marina was fighting cancer. Oh, yeah. God. He can't just leave his wife. Yeah, but he she'll has be to fine, leave right? His can- she is alive, yeah. She's alive. Okay. Yeah. There, I, there you would, go, if, whatever. If, if you were <laughs> dating <laughs> them, just joking. If you started dating Boris Johnson, I got to say, it would be really hard to trust him. <laughs> because his history Harry wouldn't want to let him out of her sight yeah <laughs> what is the charm if any yes. does Boris Johnson have it can't just be money and power he I, also has to yeah. have a personal I've seen, charm I've seen interviews yeah. with him where I, I don't remember exactly he's got he, that bad little boy like I don't mm, know and, and he you know. clearly yeah. is, must be smart in a way I saw him recite some poetry or oh, something in another language. He always yeah. peppers his speeches with like Latin and yeah. like And he says things words, like, like he, he'll like throw in an oldie worldy insult like they're a bit of a mugwump. That was his famous <laughs> one. And it's so cultivated and mm. yeah. Is it does he appeal to just like uh rich aristocratic women who have a different maybe gene so genetics and they think woman. that he is attractive? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's a woman called Jennifer Arcuri who's American who he had an affair with um, about 10 years ago and she just was appearing all over the news going, he promised me the world. He said I was the most wonderful woman you ever met and she was obviously brokenhearted years later over this fucking man and the, the big story was he'd been having an affair with her and gave her tens of thousands of pounds of government grants for her Whoa. stupid tech business um i don't know if it was stupid <laughs> it probably was she went out with <laughs> boris johnson after all um but there's this i think he's very persistent and love bomby and probably has that thing where he'll like right act like you're the only girl in the world mm-hmm. and right. you up yeah. 
you text you. You know what? That honestly gets me every time. Yeah, yeah. Johnson <laughs> did that to you. Do you think Johnson would send uh, dick pics and his penis also has like uh, ruffled uh, blonde hair, <laughs> uh, pubic I hair? It does, Michael. Straight hair. Fluffy and you see through it. It might be very underneath. long and the penis kind of pokes out through. I think so, <laughs> yeah. And there's Silken. a bit of pig's blood on it. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way the ladies like it. Fellas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, after years of trying to become a world king, uh, Theresa May resigns in 2019. Johnson runs and wins. So now he's goddamn he's prime, minister. prime minister. Yeah. But not everyone is happy. He has a brother named Joe Johnson. I didn't know about this. Yeah. Who, who was an MP who looks like a deflated Boris Johnson. Yeah, he's <laughs> um, like a, a like a he looks like a shy Boris. Huh. Yeah. Aww, Joe. yeah. <laughs> Little Joe. And when Boris became prime minister, his brother resigned yeah. for mysterious reasons. He said I cannot in good conscience <laughs> operate under this government. Yeah. And no one knows what their relationship is now, but quite possibly they are completely estranged. Maybe and they were having an affair. Maybe. <laughs> she he'd be the only one who wasn't if he if they wasn't. Um Joe Johnson, no one had like heard of this guy. He was just some kind of backbench MP and um, when he went I resign people were going well Boris's brother the MP Joe Johnson and just tons of people will go what you can't just make up a brother who's an MP like we just had never heard from him but he's Weird. now in the House of Lords so maybe they made up that way <laughs> he made wow. him a lord um, Toronto used to have a really famous punk hairdresser on Young Street called the House of Lords I was just thinking really? of that <laughs> I, went, so I can't help but think I know he, li- he works funny. as a hairdresser I, I buzzed my head there when I was in my <laughs> early 20s yeah. I feel like yeah they they were pretty sketchy barbers sometimes. Yeah. Like yeah. Right. old punk rockers, <laughs> tired, maybe hungover. Yeah. <laughs> um, so not just his brother resigned, a bunch of MPs resigned. So there was another election. Uh, yeah, 2019. So under May, May had held an election to try and get a huge majority because Corbyn's label were very, very unpopular in 2017. And unfortunately, when Jeremy Corbyn campaigned, it all went very, very well. Theresa May ran a terrible campaign and Labour were, with, were within a few thousand votes of oh, forming man. a government. And it, But it couldn't happen. Um, but Theresa May then had a tiny majority only achieved by getting an Irish nationalist party to join them, basically. Um, so she was then in the pockets of these crazy fucking <laughs> the DUP. Um, and then, so Johnson was like, well, we're going to hold another election now to get a big majority so that he could get everything through. And they, he ran this election on, the slogan was get Brexit done. And uh, Labour were running on, now we know what Brexit's going to be, we're going to hold another referendum see if people want this deal ah. um, and it was a disaster Which sounds clunky as it hell. was a fucking disaster so Labour's um, going we, we're going to re-vote yeah, referendum don't worry it will be your <laughs> decision yeah. and Johnson was like we're going to get Brexit done now I was campaigning for Labour in that election and I heard several times on the doorstep people going I just want Brexit done. I voted Remain, but I'm so tired of hearing about it. We'd had three and a half years of it at this point, right. plus so, the campaign. So three and a half years ago, it was already a yes vote. It's all just been talking yeah. about it. It hasn't been enacted. Yeah, the deal kept getting rejected because it sucked because there wasn't okay. a good so deal. Okay, so now it's just, let's, we've already made this choice. Let's just do it, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I see. And then on January yeah. 31st, 2020, Britain finally left the EU. Yeah. Everyone was like, uh, finally had time to catch their breath. And look forward to the future. Stay for my birthday. <laughs> look forward to a great two and a half years. And then, yeah, Johnson got an eighty-seat majority. It was wow, like a huge. It was almost a landslide victory, and mm-hmm. like it was 
genuinely gutting. Of course it was, but I was I was so depressed. And there was like these people could get anything done for the next five years and they were veering towards pretty far right. It's, mm. It was scary. But then something happened. A month after Britain left the EU, mm-hmm. COVID came to party. <laughs> yeah. With everybody. So Boris Johnson was... It, in a moment of crisis, he'd be maybe just like Donald Trump, the last person you'd mm-hmm. want in charge of mm-hmm. anything, because uh, he's like a funny uh, guy with muscled up hair who mm-hmm. makes funny speeches and stuff. But maybe he's not the right guy to deal with the global like once in a generation pandemic. Yeah. So he, over I think America had the most deaths during COVID. I think like in per capita too. Right. I, I think they were right up there. And Britain I think the UK had, had. I think Britain UK. had more. Um, like per capita, yeah. Oh wow! I think yeah. They, they I do remember stand we were watching the UK. Yeah, when it first. Our blew death up. rate was insane. Our yeah. death rate per thousand people was insane. Yeah. And how messed up that these two really rich countries had like oh. among the worst. And every bit of expert advice, Johnson was going no. And he would appear on. He he went around shaking hands with people in a hospital. Uh, and you guys going, locked down late in the game. Like we were Italy one of did the it. Last countries Spain in did it. And, yeah. yeah, and we had a head start. Italy were kind of two weeks ahead right. of us. And, I remember that. And everyone was going lockdown now. Lockdown now. If you lock down now oh. for four weeks, you can open up much more. Yeah, it'd be like New Zealand. A nightmare. We live on an island. Like. He, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it would have been quite easy. He, um, <laughs> when people were like, what about elderly people? You know, he suggested, Boris Johnson said that people's elderly relatives, quote, take it on the chin. Yeah. So remember <laughs> when that was happening? Just like, old people, you've had a, you've had a wild ride. Now it's time to die. Yeah, Just so that young it. people You're can still die. go to take football Take it on the chin. Concerts, yeah. So yeah. Stiff, dead it's upper lip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a really funny way to say die horribly. Yeah. Um and on March twenty seventh of twenty twenty, he uh tested positive for COVID and Ugh. this was before I remember how exciting. Oh yeah, that's before. early it on. That's pre vaccine. And he had a very bad case of COVID, right? Yeah, yeah so he, he tested the, positive yeah. and was still doing like TV, you know, he's in isolation. He's on the. He'll never write like, another racist article. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, it's all under control, and I, I feel absolutely fine. I'm a little under the weather. And every day he'd do a little appearance. And on one of the days it was like, I think this guy should probably be in the fucking hospital. And then two days later he got rushed to intensive care. Right. And but, the, but, but Downing Street was still like taking this libertarian stance of like don't worry we're locking down because we've been told to but it won't be for long everybody and he was they were going he's fine he's fine he's fine don't worry it's a precaution oh my god but intensive care is intensive care yeah you know i feel like we're all sort of still traumatized from Mm. all that time because i'm remembering like Mm. being on my computer and it's like england's prime minister has this disease being rushed to hospital he Mm. might die and how insane that even saying now feels. Yes. I'm like, I can't believe we lived through that. for. It was yeah. crazy. And it's this is when it was killing people. Yeah. yeah. And there's it no vaccine is, and you're yeah. scared to even go for a walk. You don't understand. Yeah. Is it inside, outside? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. We hadn't heard from Idris Elba in a while. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Tom Hanks has got COVID? Everyone went, ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's when it that, kicked off. Okay. This is serious. Yeah. 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 Tom Hanks and the Seriously. NBA. Seriously. Don't you dare That was that night. Yeah. Where we're like, uh-oh. Oh. Yeah. Um... Under Johnson, there was an app that was supposed to be like a, te- a test and trace yeah, thing. Test and trace like we app. had one here. Yep. Uh, but I can't believe that this is the correct number. It cost $37 billion and it pounds. never worked. Or sorry, pounds, yeah, even yeah. more. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and so it could have gone to the moon, dollar. probably. Yeah. And the contract <laughs> yeah. just went to someone he knew. It was like cronyism. Yep. Uh, and yeah, it went to a businesswoman. 37 billion pounds for a. 
an app that doesn't work. I could make one for free. It never work properly. This <laughs> wow. fucking app, yeah. Um, so they, it's like a sticker you stuck on the screen of your phone. <laughs> <laughs> like when the Space Invaders was black and white, so you could get a colored overlay for your pub. Uh, yeah, oh, like that. oh yeah, that's <laughs> cool. We've got to do sometime an episode, Suze, where we can talk about video games. Yeah, no. <laughs> so our, our shared what, you don't like the fun of no, like, I'm loving, my extensive drive? I'm loving this. <laughs> um, against the advice of, of experts in summer of 2020, they ended the lockdown, reopened society, and there was a scheme to, to uh, support businesses, especially restaurants, a scheme called across uh, the UK... Eat out to help out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's the charm that we yeah. were wondering about. <laughs> Fellas, if you're listening, eat out to help out. <laughs> it's a good thing. Uh, and he was also reported to have said at the time, because uh, COVID was still spreading, people were dying, he, he said, quote, let the bodies pile high in their thousands. Yes, he's now denied he said that, but it was several people heard him say it and reported they said it. And... Can we really? Who are you going to believe? The sort of man who said elderly people take it on the chin, or <laughs> right? Um, the one good decision made by Johnson during this whole thing was that he let the National Health Service handle the vaccine. So you guys had a very effective rollout of vaccines. Yeah, the eventually. vaccine rollout was right. decent. We were the second after yeah. Russia, actually. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, what was our? It was called Sputnik. There. Their vaccine? Really? They called it Sputnik. I think. <laughs> oh, shut yeah. up, Michael. No, it's true. It's really? true. I would never lie about Russian medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Russia, the land of Boris's. Well, yeah. <laughs> we had, our, we, I think we did pretty well for a lot of it, but the vaccine rollout w- was not good here. Really? And people in the state, you'd see your friends in the states, and I guess in England, woo, I got the vaccine. Yeah. And we're still locked down, and oh, oh, it was the lowest yeah. time You're I think ever here. Yeah. yeah, all our friends in the states were like, "I'm fully vaccinated. I have a great career in the entertainment <laughs> industry <laughs> down here." Yeah, it was really, it was a really tough time for us. <laughs> Was, was like, it was. Venues were all open, but everyone was sick. So you'd go along to a gig to like three people who were kind of going, I feel like shit. So yeah, it was yeah. great. Interesting. <laughs> right. So we're coming up towards the uh, towards the end of Boris Johnson's political career. Or is it? Mm. Um, there were some, uh, some more scandals. He used uh, some shady money to renovate the prime minister's quarters. Mm. Um, let's see what else here. I can edit this out. <laughs> Uh, in November of 2021, he was photographed visiting a hospital not wearing a mask. Uh, yeah, which are all small things, but it, yeah, people were getting sick of It's a tone setter. Him. Yeah, but the big the thing... Po- he was start- people yeah. were starting to get sick of this guy at this point, and he was starting to slip in the polls. And the thing that really did it was the, the Partygate scandal yeah. where while everyone was being told, stay in your homes or you'll be fined if you gather with more than like two people. And the fines were up to £10,000. So. There are yeah. numerous occasions of... Johnson and his cabinet having these like rager parties like mm-hmm. in government buildings. Oh yeah, and the descriptions of them, these all leaked, these descriptions and every day it would be like there's been two more parties leaked, but they were all from like a Christmas of 2020 where we had been told 3 days before Christmas no one's allowed to go anywhere. Yeah. So it was like Johnson canceled Christmas. Um and it was entirely necessary. And people aren't visiting their sick relatives to say goodbye because they're not no, allowed to. No, you're not allowed in the hospital. And these guys are having like karaoke oh. parties with suitcases full of yeah. booze. Yeah, and, and the new Labour leader at this point is Keir Starmer, who has got no charisma whatsoever. And I just remember him standing up day after day in Parliament going, while they partied, people died. But it actually was quite effective, this this thing. You saw people start saying it like they just thought of it. So it yeah, worked. that's 
You you could see that crossing a line for yeah. the uh, an average person. That's it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And from the second party gate hit, it got worse and worse. And the Tories' position in the polls just went down and down and down. Mm, and everyone right. went, Labour's played a blinder here. I'm like, oh no, the Tories did this to themselves. It's really interesting to me that you need a whole wave of an actual pandemic to start like making people just move their heads a yeah, little bit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you know I mean? this like, guy mm. has done nothing but fall upwards his whole life until it's a so virus. Crazy. Yeah, mm. like look yeah. in a different direction. It's mm-hmm. so nuts. Yeah, Johnson it's became because they're yeah. all being affected by it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like if you want to get political, create something that affects everybody all at once. Yes. Yeah. Level the mm. playing field almost. It's yeah. So fucked. Yeah. Uh, he became the first sitting prime minister in British history to have been sanctioned for breaking the law while in office, mm. and he got there was something like fifty. Uh, fines were issued yeah, about these MPs parties. And, yeah, they begin t- uh, the conservatives begin tanking in the polls. Uh, but the and maybe the last thing there was explain the the Chris Pincher affair. Oh God! So it, this is June twenty twenty two. Johnson and the party were no longer popular and it was looking more and more like Labour win an election, which hadn't been looking possible for years. Uh, They were sort of eight points behind in the polls under Johnson. That's when the right starts fighting amongst themselves, which I always love to see these rats fight, right? So, (laughs) um, and then the final straw was in the, at the end of June, an MP called Chris Pincher, who Johnson had made chief party whip, which is a high position within the party. He suddenly resigned as an MP. He suddenly went, I resigned from my post. Um, uh, no, he resigned as chief whip. I resigned from my post because last night I got extremely drunk and embarrassed myself. And we, this was a public statement and we all went, what the fuck did this guy do? And it turned out he'd been groping men at a private members club, ro- groping like waiters and stuff. Wait, who worked there. Who? Chris Pincher. Pincher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I guess you guys have oh, already gone through all oh, that. It was a, it you was just a, got pinched. It was a great day on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, and then, and, this, and then that came out, and then six more men went, yeah, that guy groped me as well. And it turned out Johnson had been briefed, don't make him chief party whip, he's handsy. He's, he's a creep. So Chris he had Grover. no... Yeah, and Johnson had, like... There's various emails which, which Johnson had sent where he was like, ha-ha, Pincher by name, Pincher by nature. So he knew. And this was a Pinch final... Johnson the same Pincher by nature. <laughs> <laughs> he's funny. He's funny. Yeah. Uh, but this was the final straw for MPs. They were finally like, oh, this is how we can get rid of him. So there was this amazing day in July where senior Tories were resigning every half an hour. Yes, I remember that. Oh, it was so good. On the news, they had a ticker in the corner. Because they're, they're just fed up with Boris, They were they went, they was like, oh, my, our integrity need, means we need to get rid of this guy. It's like, you disingenuous fucks. You all worked for him when he this, yeah. this, this. You all knew But it took a guy like. honking dicks to, uh, <laughs> to make everyone be like, yes. too much. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Finally, finally, that was too much. But I was in Italy when this was going on on like a trip ah. with some friends and I was on a boat trip and they, and I was just glued to my phone the entire day looking at people who resigned and they said their enduring memory of the holiday is I hadn't got off the boat at a dock. I was looking at my phone and then I just ran to the side of the boat and screamed at them on the dock. Leah! Anderson's resigned and all these Italians <laughs> went what so that was it was the best day of my life when all these people That's were so resigning <laughs> so on July 5th of 2022 uh, 13 senior conservative MPs resigned um, and they withdrew their support for Johnson and he couldn't form a cabinet and finally he announced his resignation mm. But stayed on until he could be re- replaced by Liz, Liz Truss Trust. oh right who, yeah who did, who did 45 or days or, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, signing off from his final. This is you. You'll like this, James and Chris. You guys like action movies. Mm. Signing off from his final prime minister's questions, he said, "Quote: Hasta la vista, baby." <laughs> All right, yeah. I remember that. Oh. I mean, I guess I give him credit for that. That would be pretty oh, cool. Oh, he's such a character. <laughs> He's charming. Hasta mm. la vista, baby. <laughs> that was the end of his political career, perhaps? Was it, though? You think he might, or and others think that he might be sort of like gathering strength in the shadows to come back? And, yeah, he's planning a comeback. Like, he, yeah. he didn't resign as an MP. He's still a backbencher MP. Right, right. He keeps visiting Ukraine. It's like, like mm. I say it's like David Brent in the office. Keep going back. <laughs> like, he can't stop. He's like, hey, I'm in Ukraine again, everybody. He went over to America a couple of weeks ago and was like having meetings with Kevin McCarthy. Backbencher MPs don't do that. Right. Um, he's planning a comeback. And he won the last election with such a huge majority. And the Tories are having a terrible time with Sunak is the new PM. Right. He's, yeah. They're 23 points behind. Wow. We're about to have local elections. It's going to work, maybe. <laughs> you know why? Because when the s- pandemic ruined, it didn't let him enjoy being the king. No, exactly. He needs to enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. When's the next general election? The general next general election, they can hold it 2025. Uh, they can actually hold it in January 2026 if they want. Oof, so I it, don't think, they, I, don't, I don't think it's going to, it's either going to be in May, we've got these local elections, they're going to have an absolutely awful time. They're going to use that as a mm. reason to get rid of Sunak. And they've got nothing left. They overhold an election which they might do for damage control because then it won't be so bad for them. They can maybe come back after one term right? or they get Johnson back in. It's sort of too bad. It's like they've got this two or three year window to uh, reset. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so just before we end uh, the question, how many, <laughs> how much kids can how one man kids? have? So oh, he yeah. has two children with his current Lady Carrie, mm. uh, but he refuses to disclose how many children he has in total until 2021. He stated on the record that he had six children, but he has illegitimate children that he yeah, has included. Yeah, we know he has that. illegitimate kids. Yeah. How many do you think he actually has? Eight? I think Nine? 14 children. I was going to say lucky number 13. And there 13 you go, children? yeah. Six Six that you acknowledge is a lot. Yeah, they yeah. are. throwing yeah. unacknowledged ones on top yeah. of that. Baker's wow. yeah. dozen. <laughs> that's it wow so yeah the, and there's just so many people who over the years have said yeah I was on a TV show with Boris Johnson and just before he was going to go on live TV he messed up his hair so it's a whole thing yeah this, Boris Johnson thing. more like bore this Johnson into you that's right make another kid <laughs> for me that, you know that's something about that is so annoying that <laughs> I don't I did not know much about him but you know like, you, you see his hair and his mm. his name and to realize that's all sort of like created it's to be a kind of a character is yeah. so irritating. Mm-hmm. Because we yeah. were it's ca- about that. It's kind yeah. of like how I'm bald just to be a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you could grow a full head of hair. Yeah. I think it's such a weird... career would be the same. A weird choice though for a guy who's like clearly very ambitious to instead of just like being like a like drab regular politician to be like, no, I'm going to mask it by playing this inept character who's silly and mm. uh people laugh at but i'm secretly like act, like bloody minded and like ambitious to become like the world king or whatever weird choice but i guess mm. it makes you stand out from regular politicians i think it's like, that i think it's mm. that thing isn't it where people go oh he's so ridiculous it must be for real yeah so and people like it when it seems like someone's authentic and they don't that's, that's why people like trump with and him. bernie even in the mm-hmm. other direction i think yeah. and 
Oh man, that's yes. Hmm. Bernie would uh, before going on TV, he would shave part <laughs> of his head. His, his uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> beautiful head. He put on he, aging yeah. makeup. At, at home, he just talks like this. And then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna be on TV." Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's the story of Anthony Kiedis de Feffel <laughs> Porcelain Johnson. Yes. Porcelain Johnson. Well, amazing mm. job, Suze. Really oh, well done. It was thorough, wasn't it? Thank you for it? doing a bunch of our work. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, that was, was really great. interesting. I didn't, I honestly didn't, didn't know most of that stuff. I had no idea he was a talking head guy. Yeah, and mm. my dream is to see him go down in flames. It's like the Trump thing. I'm just, I want ultimate vengeance on Johnson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weird. Trump's running again, too. It's like yeah. they really are running the same kind of trajectory. Yeah. It's and it, But it's like it's not, it didn't go well for Trump in 2020. It didn't go well for the, mm. um, uh, the elections, the midterm elections a couple of months ago. And now they're like, we just need to double down harder on it. It's like, well, maybe people are actually sick of that shit. Mm. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Hey, wasn't there a video as well of Boris Johnson playing rugby against some kids? <laughs> yes. And he knocked over he a little like kid. He oh, yeah. a kid to the ground. Because he's a big guy. Like, yeah. he's a big, tall guy as well. And yeah. yeah. And that was just a child. Squished a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might have not squished have even a boy. Known. It might have been one of his children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a rugby game against him. And all the, kid was all the kids were yeah. mad at him that he left <laughs> his mom, <laughs> <her> moms. <laughs> Don't Me versus dad. all my children. Dads versus kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, um, Mike, is it that time to bring out the... Evilometer. Oh, and here it comes. And look at that wig it's wearing oh. on its head. It's all the, let me just muss up, muss up that blonde hair on yeah. the evilometer so there. authentic, your evilometer. Oh, and what's that? Oh, he's got a paternity test in his hand. <laughs> evilometer. And a COVID test in the other hand. <laughs> wow, you tested positive again, is it? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my. Well, mm. um, Suze, I'm sure you, you remember well the evilometer. It's, sure. Uh, it's a scale of uh, the web that we input into the machine into uh, from 1 to 10. Mm-hmm. 1 being least evil, 10 being most sure. evil. Um, where would you give? Do you want to go first? Where would you give well, Bojo? Just thinking of... Uh, his tr- handling of COVID is so appalling yep. and led to Britain having over 200,000 deaths that were mm. largely avoidable. And had it been a Labour government and 10,000 had died, someone like him would never let them forget it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I do hold him quite responsible for those. And so I'm going to give him a nine. Mm. I'm going to say blood on his hands and give him a nine. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Me too. Very good. Um, Michael? Well, to me, I the biggest thing that I can see that he did wrong was, yes, building that shed on the balcony without <laughs> city right. no, approval. If everyone had a shed on their balcony, chaos. The city would look like yeah. shit. Imagine yeah. the 200,000 deaths would be chicken feed. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> it should be chicken feed. Now, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I do think it's noble that he tried to write poetry. That's really cool. Yeah. Mm. And I like that he loves kids. Yeah. And okay. he woos ladies, so you've got that in common. <laughs> uh, I'll give him an eight, also because he let 200,000 people die. Yes, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he wrote racist things, uh, yeah. Mm. I'm going eight, too, because of the nihilism, and he's a sociopath. <laughs> and also because um, he looks like, to me, he. I always picture him wearing big 
floppy boxer shorts under his baggy <laughs> pants, and they're always damp. <laughs> That's what I always the image that conjures up when yeah. I see his big au pair waddling around. That's definitely justification for the score. Damp for sure. boxers. I'm giving him an eight. Nice. There's no doubt his underwear. No matter what the underwear is, there's no doubt it's weirdly damp. Mm, sure. Yeah. Sure. No, I, I think you're right. <laughs> Um, I think I'm going, yeah, 7.5. I think, uh, I think he, because I think his ego would, if it came down to it, as you say, if people died or if he had to wield his power in whatever way he had to, I don't think he would mind as long as his ego was satisfied. So what it seems like to me. So yeah, yeah, total, um, dink from from, from what I learned today. (laughs) I'm going to say Boris seems like a dink to Mm me. <laughs> yeah. This episode of Boris did not bore us. No, hey well, I hope not. No, do some, do thank some nice you. editing, Michael. I'll edit in only the nice parts. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's go around and promote something if we have something. Oh yeah, yeah, Suze. What do you have uh, coming up that you want to tell our listeners about? Um, oh, hey, Canada, come see me on my tour of England and Scotland. <laughs> I have a look. If you have any British listeners, I have a tour. From April to July of English places and <laughs> Scottish ones too. Of nice. my show, PlayStation. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Tickets are on sale. They're going all right. A few more wouldn't hurt. And what is your Twitter uh, Oh, yeah. Handle? That's a better way of doing it. Um, at Suze UK. S-O-O-Z-U-K. And we do have some British listeners. Yeah, oh, good. Shout out yes. Lisa, you know. Oh, yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah, see? <laughs> we got one. Um... I don't have anything to promote, really. I have my birthday show at the Comedy Bar. Happy birthday to March you. March <laughs> 7th, 9.30 in Toronto. And I asked you two to co-host it together. Do oh, yeah. That? Yes. If you're still available. Yes. yes. March when? So you guys can promote that, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah. March 13th? March 7th. Sorry, March 7th. Okay. So, yeah, definitely check me out March 7th. Uh, everyone, I'm doing a... I'm hosting Chris's show with Michael. And I will be on Because News like March 6 or something too or March 8 or something like that. Nice. I just got yeah. asked back. Great. Which is our really hilarious comedy panel show on CBC oh, Radio. Oh, you have a topical... Oh, it's a radio show. Yeah, it's right. a radio show and we riff on the news and stuff and it gets pretty silly. You could like stun them with Boris Johnson facts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for like 20 years awesome. in Canada, people always are like... Why don't we make panel shows like mm. in the in the England? It's not even expensive to do. No, nah. and uh, very they somehow still never really happened. But yes, there is because it doesn't news, seem a North is. American thing. I know, but yeah. It, it's, yeah, people love them over there. They're fun. Yeah, both uh, Mike and James have written for Because News as well. That's ah. right. We all got a little connection to that fun show. That's right, Gavin, Gavin Crawford, Elizabeth. Yes. Gavin, Shout out yeah. to you. Oh yeah, Liz yeah. listens uh, regularly. I think. Yeah. What up? <laughs> also, I think we should have Gavin on as a guest. Definitely. Yeah. yeah definitely. Absolutely. March 7th, check me out at Chris Locke's birthday show. <laughs> nice. I'm co-hosting with James James Hartnett. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That'll be great. Yeah. Well, guys, that was another great episode of
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.